Hello, Community Health Center advocates. This is Marie McCauley, and welcome to this week's Advocacy in Minutes. Today is May 19th, and here's the latest in advocacy and more in minutes. Joining me today is Kristen St. John of the NAC Advocacy Team and Visharia Tutson from NAC's Regulatory Affairs Team. To commemorate Asian Pacific American Heritage Month, the Association of Asian Pacific Community Health Organizations, or APCHO, highlights AANHPI Health Heroes. They are honoring individuals who are committed to improving the health of Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders. These heroes have made great strides to ensure that Asian Americans, Native Hawaiians, and Pacific Islanders communities have better access to affordable, high quality, and culturally and linguistically proficient healthcare that they need and deserve. You can meet this year's heroes by checking out the Association of Asian Pacific Community Health Organizations page on medium.com. Standing together, we can ensure that CHCs have the resources needed to strengthen our communities. If you have stories showing the way community health centers are offering up hope in challenging times, we'd love to hear about it. This week's Washington update has a lot of information in it, so please make sure to head into your inbox and read all of the detailed information. But for now, let's get into it. Kristen, tell us what's happening on the Hill. Hey, Murray. Don't forget, today is Community Health Center Infrastructure Day of Action. As Congress and the Biden administration look to the next funding bill, we need to make sure that they realize that community health centers need resources to strengthen and expand our infrastructure. We have the commitment and the desire to provide a tapestry of services and care to ensure all our community members can thrive. We need Congress to match our commitment with the funds necessary to accomplish this goal. Make sure to head over to hcadvocacy.org backslash take action to send your personalized message to your members of Congress. Also, don't forget to encourage your colleagues, friends, and family to do the same. After House Republicans voted to remove Representative Liz Cheney of Wyoming from her role as House Republican Chair, third-ranking GOP member in the House, Representative Elise Stefanik of New York, was elected to replace her. Representative Stefanik has been an advocate of health centers as a co-chair of the Congressional Community Health Centers Caucus and an advocate of the 340B program. House Republican leaders will also introduce their own infrastructure proposal this week, adding to the series of different infrastructure packages that have been proposed as the Biden administration, congressional Democrats, and congressional Republicans continue to negotiate. The proposal will likely focus on traditional and physical infrastructure, which has more bipartisan support than human infrastructure proposals. It is doubtful that funding for community health centers will appear in this House Republican package. On Thursday, May 13th, the Biden administration announced that it is providing $7.4 billion of funding from the American Rescue Plan Act to hire and train public health workers to respond to COVID-19 and future crises. This includes $3 billion distributed through a new grant program for longer-term funding to modernize the public health workforce. However, the White House has not released details on the program, such as whether community health centers can apply for the funds. Marie, what's happening in the states? Currently, about a dozen states have enacted legislation to protect the 340B savings and combat pickpocketing efforts by prohibiting pharmacy benefit managers from discriminating against 340B covered entities in a variety of ways. Check out the living document jointly developed by NAC and Colleen Maiman to see recent state-level laws introduced or enacted to protect the 340B savings. You can check out this document in the link in your Washington update. Visharia, are there any updates on the administration? Thanks, Marie. 
On May 10th, 2021, HHS announced it would enforce anti-discrimination protections for LGBTQ plus patients. HHS will investigate complaints against providers and insurers who refuse to cover or provide care to patients because of or concerning sexual orientation. HHS justified this announcement with the Supreme Court's decision to extend workplace protections to the LGBTQ community. Last week, HRSA's Bureau of Primary Health Care submitted a proposed rule to the White House OMB to rescind the Trump-era implementation of executive order on access to affordable life-saving medications. On Monday, May 17th, NAC met with OMB and HRSA staff to encourage the administration to rescind the executive order and delay the final rule. Once the proposed rule is published, NAC will provide template comments supporting HRSA's rescinding the final rule. Also, on May 17th, HRSA's acting administrator sent letters to six pharmaceutical manufacturers, acknowledging that after reviewing their policies and complaints filed by covered entities, the manufacturer's actions have resulted in overcharges and are direct violation of the 340B statute. HRSA demands that the manufacturers comply with their 340B statutory obligations by immediately shipping 340B covered drugs to covered entities through their contract pharmacy arrangements, crediting or refunding all covered entities for overcharges that have resulted, and contacting all impacted covered entities and establish mutually agreed upon refund arrangements. In addition, manufacturers must update HRSA on their plans to restart selling without restriction covered outpatient drugs at the 340B price to covered entities that dispense medication through contract pharmacies by June 1st. If the manufacturers do not comply with HRSA's request, they will be subject to the 340B program ceiling price and civil monetary penalty statute. They can receive a fine up to $5,000 per instance of overcharging. If you have any questions, please contact NAC's Regulatory Affairs team at regulatoryaffairs at NAC.org. Thanks, Visharia. Don't forget to share your stories with NAC. The NAC blog is one of the places reporters look for examples of innovative ways community health centers are responding to the challenges facing our communities. Check out some of the recent stories from NAC staff and let us know if you have a story you want us to tell. Not sure how to share your story? Reach out to any of your connections at NAC and we'll make sure your voice is heard. In this week's Washington update, make sure to scroll down and look at the various resources and learning opportunities listed. Don't forget to join us, though, on June 1st to talk everything National Health Center Week. The link to sign up is in your Washington update. Marie? Thanks, Kristen. And for our listeners, some quick reminders. Please continue to refer to our HC Advocacy Coronavirus Advocacy Tools in this challenging time. You can find the advocacy website at hcadvocacy.org. For further support, please email us at grassrootsatnac.org or follow us on Twitter and Facebook at HC Advocacy. As always, a huge thank you to all of our advocates for your strong advocacy efforts. And please don't forget to send a message to Congress in support of infrastructure funding for community health centers this week. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. Stay safe and healthy, and we'll be back next week.